Hi, everyone, and welcome to Be True, my podcast about the writing I love and the writing I do. I promise I won't rhyme the whole time. I'm John Tessitore, and today I have a response poem for you. Sweating, a poem from my little book, Sometimes I Still Pray, a family album. You can find it and all my work at johntessitore.com. Response poems, an ancient approach. Clapback ain't just hip-hop. Writers have been responding to each other and more to the point responding critically since the caves, I guess. I don't know if that's true, but maybe there's an ox on a rock wall somewhere in France and all the cave people understood it as a reply to an ox in some other cave on a wall in France. That ox not right. This one right. (laughs) The key to a good response poem, I think, is the same as the key to good comedy. Never punched down. What's the point of responding to a crappy poem? I write response poems once in a while when someone gets me thinking hard and I can't chase the thought. Sometimes they're pretty good poems uh, as poems, not simply as arguments, but poems on their own, and you may not even need to know the original. That's my hope in the case of sweating. Sweating does not punch down, not by a long shot. I wrote Sweating as a response to Nobel Prize-winning poet Seamus Haney and to his most anthologized poem, Digging. This is crazy. Haney's in my very small pantheon of untouchables. Hell, he's in everyone's small pantheon of untouchables. Yet I try to touch him up a bit in Sweating. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Haney was born in Ireland in 1939, a farm boy with perhaps the most musical poetic ear of the last hundred years. I can think of a few others who might join him in that, in that musicality, and they're almost all Irish. I once saw Haney read his poems in a church, and he bellowed and mimicked voices like an actor, or like I imagine Charles Dickens may have been. He blew away the very quiet, priestly American poets who preceded him. I won't mention their names, I also saw Haney in a bookstore once, buying whatever books of his were on the shelves and then handing them to his companion as a gift. He seemed like my kind of guy. He was 74 when he died in 2013, and it was pretty devastating. I was especially afraid that a certain kind of lively, boisterous musical literature would die with him. In a previous podcast, I waxed poetic about the poet James Merrill, and for the same reason. Haney and Merrill were different, for sure but they were both singers. I'm not going to read all of Digging, the poem that I'm responding to, though I'd love to. turns out I'm a little afraid of literary estates. Uh, But it's an extraordinary poem uh, about Haney sitting in a window, writing, watching his father digging potatoes, and remembering his grandfather digging through turf. I'll only read the last few lines. The cold smell of potato mold, the squelch and slap of soggy peat, the curt cuts of an edge through living roots awaken in my head, but I have no spade to follow men like them. Between my finger and my thumb, the squat pen rests. I'll dig with it. This poem is beautiful and musical, onomatopoeic, rhythmic, It's pretty much perfect. So why does the fool like me write an answer poem? It's because of that last line. I'll dig with this. In that line, 
I, I still hear a false note. I hear the sound of the literary priesthood, the ones who mystify the process, who bank on their own self-importance, the gatekeepers. Haney was definitely my kind of guy, but not in what may be the most famous line in his work. I'll dig with this. I know from experience, as did Haney, that writing a poem was not the same as digging potatoes. Sweating, after Seamus Haney. Wonder was not in our grandfather's nature, to sit in a window alone and stare. They huddled close together, sharpened stones, tended real fire, or learned, like my own, to master copper. Acetylene to melt the wire around a joint and tighten a seal that time would soon weaken. The old man practiced his trade with pride but suffered no sentiment, told no legends of pliers, wrenches, augers, and Jesus Christ Almighty if the metal bit his fingers. He wedged his shoulder in narrow corners, his thumb a dyke, his damn back broken, until the years had stolen his mind and left behind the ghosts of his labor a city map of absence. The miles of lead replaced with plastic, the iron boilers sold for scrap, the fittings he hoarded in buckets, brass like bullion, like gold to a grandson, pinched by an apprentice who bartered for penance, a liquid solace. Our task, we penmen, is permanence. To bury a shovel in the garden, its heft a treasure for diggers, to trace the water in Palimpsest, so someone will remember. Obviously, my grandfather was a plumber. That was defining for him. That was his identity. He was very, very proud of it. He would sweat pipes, sold solder joints. That means that he would melt the metal around the joint so that the two pipes would stick together. That's what sweating is. He had a long life and a long career. He worked in the Brooklyn Navy Yard during World War II. He worked in Manhattan buildings. He worked throughout Brooklyn. He had what he called a bin in the basement of his sister's building in Greenpoint. The bin was a wire cage full of equipment. He kept it there. I, don't, I still don't know why he kept it at his sister's house, but he did. That's kind of where this poem ends. He was a quiet, gentlemanly sort, unless he had his grandsons around him. And there were five of us, also three granddaughters. But around his grandsons, if we were helping him especially, if we helped him, you know, find tools or carry things to him while he worked, he swore like a sailor, and he could be very nasty. And actually, we all kind of enjoyed it. All the grandsons did. Because it was such a transformation, it made you feel special. More to the point, he had absolutely no idea about literature and no interest in poetry. He hardly liked music. (laughs) Uh, A writer, the title, he could understand and be proud of, but that was as far as things went. He had no idea what that meant. Uh, And um, if he watched me work, sitting all day in a small room with a dictionary, while he was dealing with cracked hands and muscle aches and chronic back pain, while he was working six days a week, Uh, I can't imagine that he would have handed me a pencil and said, plumb with this. And that's really the point of my answer to, to Haney. If I'm going to connect my work to my grandfather's, it can only be in service to him. So someone will remember, even after all of his work, all the pipes he sweat have been replaced by the plastic tubes. He dreaded the way he dreaded Elvis 
as the end of a civilization. Now Haney knows this. Digging is a gorgeous poem, memorializing his father and grandfather. He's doing exactly what I propose. But that famous fast line, I'll dig with this, that's bullshit. We penmen can write things that last forever. We can make memory. And that's a glorious opportunity. But we're not the same as farmers and plumbers. We're a luxury. And the idea that someone knows the name of Seamus Haney, but not Patrick Haney, or even my name and not the name of my grandfather, Vincent Carano, that's just more proof that our value system is and forever will be broken. We deal in secondhand goods. And sometimes, like Haney, we get famous for it. On the other hand, I am not volunteering to sweat a joint or sweat a jerk, as my grandfather would say. And Haney certainly wasn't volunteering to dig. And so, in the hope that I can at least honor real work sometimes and help us remember, this is John Tessitore concluding this installment of Be True. If you've listened this long, thank you. You can find more about my work, including Sometimes I Still Pray at johntessitore.com. But first, please check out Death of a Naturalist, the book in which digging was first published, or really check out anything that Seamus Haney's name is on. In fact, why the hell are you listening to me? Special thanks to me for today's theme music, which I call B Chord. Maybe we'll talk again soon. And if you enjoyed this little podcast, please tell your friends. In the meantime, I gotta feed the dog. All right, Luna, I'm coming.